You open up a manhole, at the bottom of which, you open up a woman hole, at the bottom of which, you open up a door, that is actually a sandwich, that you burned in your toaster oven, last Wednesday. You take a bite out of that sandwich, and it tastes okay. It's only then you realize that it's not food in your mouth, but instead an actual witch, made of sand, who has now sent you sideways into a half-dimensional plane for taking a bite out of her. The half-dimensional plane is one of those with no assigned seats, so you watch as half the passengers completely misinterpret the rules. You open up a magazine, and the second ad you see is one for hamburgers. But the third ad is a raffle for a one-way ticket to the crepuscular light adjacency. I'm Luke Alexander, and I'll be guiding you through this alien realm. Some of the stories you hear will be long, some of them will be short, and all of them will be outlandishly bizarre, which, in the crepuscular light adjacency, means completely ordinary and unremarkable. Today, we'll be reading Chapter 3 of a story called Cat-Tastrophe, subtitled Lord of the flying balls of yarn. Let us begin. Jezebel and Reggie generously bathed themselves as they sat outside the circus tent and took in the scenery. Everything smelled horrible, and when it didn't smell horrible, it smelled like fresh fried chicken and copious amounts of sugar that neither cat could truly appreciate. The ground was sticky and muddy, the sun was harsh, and the air was thick as pudding. Humans in all sort of crazy costumes ambled around aimlessly, some with swords and others with books, and others still with stabs and scrolls. They all looked imbecilic, and Jezebel was suddenly struck by the thought that if only Fluffy was there, and they had had their catnip at this moment, it would be the human-watching event of the century. Wow, look at all these humans, Jezzy! They're out of their minds! Look, that guy's wearing a bunch of heavy black robes and a hood and carrying a scythe in this weather. What's wrong with him, am I right? Jezebel looked to indeed see a human with all of those things. It was beckoning them over with a lazy wave. Not to agree with you, Reggie, but I agree. That looks pretty foolish. Let's go talk to him. Maybe he knows what's going on here. The cats trudged up into the robed, hooded figure's imposing shadow and meowed at it. Not to yell at you at the start of a conversation, but hey, you, down here. The hooded figure paused and looked down. Who dares greet me with such insolence? The figure's voice was like an angry vacuum cleaner, and it struck fear into Jezebel's fluffy heart. Hello, do I have to say it again? Who dares disturb me with such insolence? Jezebel pushed Reggie in front of her and nodded to him. He shuddered and jittered and looked up at the booming vacuum cleaner voice hooded figure. Hey buddy, I'm Reggie. Nice to meet ya. 
I was just pleased to meet you, Reggie. Vroomed the voice. I am death, doom, and destruction. Jezebel and Reggie stilled themselves to statues and looked at each other through the corners of their eyes. Reggie looked back at death, doom, and destruction. Oh, cool, cool, great, I've heard a lot about you. Say, you must be a pretty busy guy. I'm not a guy. I'm a faceless abstract concept, deep and terrifying, as an endless abyss. Right, right, of course, of course. You must be something else at parties. Am I right or am I right, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, Jesse and me here, we've got nine lives and I can't speak for Jesse, but I'm only on my third life. So, I mean, we'll be in touch, I guess. Sound good? Wait, you're cats? Jezebel stepped forward, feeling a little more confident. Not to state the obvious, but yes, of course we're cats. Can't you see us? No. Do I look like I have eyes? I just told you I am a faceless abstract concept. Not to call you out or anything, but for such a dramatic title, like Death, Doom, and Destruction, you'd think you'd have it a little more together. Don't judge me. I'm not in charge of cats anyways, that's somebody else. I'm the human death, doom, and destruction. Can't you tell? Well then where's the cat, death, doom, and destruction? Can we speak to them instead? I don't know. Nobody told me there were going to be cats in here that were looking for death, doom, and destruction. I mean, come on. At least send a memo or something. I'm just saying, is this the DMV? Or is this a magic board game where humans endlessly confront their greatest fears? Reggie set a paw on Jezebel's shoulder that was immediately batted off with a hiss. Look, buddy, clearly we can't help each other. So give us a call if you ever find the cat version of Death, Doom, and Destruction. Wait a second, I'm supposed to do something horrifying and scary to you. It says so right here, in my briefing. The figure asserted, pulling out a large scroll. The cats ignored the faceless abstract concept of death, doom, and destruction, and walked off towards the crowd of deranged humans. Wait, come back, I have to scare you. It's in my contract. Jezebel cocked her head back to yell at the figure. Take your contract and shove it. But I'm a faceless abstract concept. I don't have anywhere to shove it. Jezebel and Reggie weaved through the horde of humans, making sure to walk under all of the humans right where they were intending to step at every chance they could get to enjoy the rush of human tipping. Soon they passed a row of cages, each with some sort of disturbing otherworldly oddity inside. A human with no face. A human that was just a face. A human with 20 legs and all of them dog legs. 
a dog with 20 legs and all of them human legs, and then a giant hovering nose. Reggie elbowed Jesse with a chuckle. Look over there! How much do you want to bet that's roughy or scruffy or whatever it is? I'm willing to throw in a baggie of catnip. Reggie, not to tell you what you can talk about, but you can't talk about giving catnip to anybody right now, okay? Because if you do, I will become your version of the cat version of death, doom, and destruction, and I will kill all seven of your remaining lives. Jazzy, you bought that? I didn't know how many lives I have left. Pfft, who does, am I right? Well, I'll be happy to give you one less life if you so much as say catnip again before me, Fluffy, and even that obnoxious dog whose name we can never remember are chowing down. Do we understand each other? Oh, Jazzy, you don't mean that. I know how much you love me, and I get it, you know. I'm a lovable guy, really. I understand, am I right? Jezebel snorted. Let's go talk to the nose. Jezebel and Reggie approached the caged floating nose. It looked unhealthy, like it was almost drying out. Jezebel? Is that you? Jezebel fumed at being asked, once again, if it was her. Oh, 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 and Reggie! Hey, Roofies! Roofies? My n n name's not Rufus. It's R R R R Rufus. Rufus. Uh, R U F F F F F F F F F F F U S. Wow, that's a lot of Fs. Are you sure it's not pronounced Rufus? You 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 know that's that not what I meant. Anyways, guy, what's been going on? How does the future smell for us? I t t t t told you I c c c can't smell that far into the, f the future anymore. The d d disembodied voice nerfed me. All I n n n n know is that you're going to interrupt me in a... Wow, crazy. So interesting. Thanks for filling us all in, pal. Say, why are y'all shriveled up? Don't you moisturize with your tongue or something? You're starting to look more like a giant floating raisin than a giant floating nose. It, 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 it's so hot, hot, hot out here, and they ha, ha, haven't given me any water s s since I fell into this cage from my t t t tube. Uh, uh, also, I don't have a tongue anymore. Not to ask you a question I already know the answer to, but do you do anything other than complain? Look, 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 I've been having a r r r rough time over here. Ha, nice one! What, what, what? What? The, the, that's not what I meant. St st stop it with the d d d dog jokes already. What happened when you 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 guys went to 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 your t t t t tubes? Well, not to make you feel insecure, but I didn't even fall down my tube. I was smart enough to break myself out before I'd fallen more than a couple feet. And you ought to feel insecure about how badly you've done in comparison. I clawed my way out all by myself, and I saved Reggie's ass too. The 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 that's not n n not fair. Though you have arms and legs, I I I'm a giant fl fl floating nose. Couldn't you have just floated out of the tube then? It 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 doesn't work like that. 
I can only float about a quick, quick, quick quarter foot off the ground. I'm n n n not a giant f f f flying nose. N now am I? Not to agree with you, but no, I guess you're not. You haven't seen Fluffy, have you? D d d d does it look like I have eyes to you? Okay, well, have you smelled Fluffy, either in the present or the very, very near future? No, 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 no. All I got was the smell of you asking me about him, and then you getting upset when I didn't have an answer for you. Not to fall directly in line with your prediction, but I find it very upsetting that you don't have an answer for me, and even more upsetting that you assume you can predict even my immediate future. It, 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 it's not pr pr prediction. I'm not pr pr predicting the future. I'm smelling it. The, 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 there's a difference. If you want predictions, go to the f f f fortune teller's tent. Maybe I will, Jezebel considered. Now wait a second there, Jezzy. Reggie blocked her from leaving. What do you want, Reg? I'm coming with you. I can't stand this guy. All he ever does is talk about smelling things. It's irritating. B -b -b wait a second. You, you, you can't just leave me here. D -d don't you see how d d dehydrated I am? You can't j just leave me locked in a c c cage. Can't we, though? Jezebel was conflicted. She hated Rufus's whiny voice and loved the idea of ditching him forever. But she also didn't want to agree with Reggie about practically anything. But she really didn't want to keep talking to Rufus or to ever interact with him in any way ever again. But if she went with Reggie now, then she'd be stuck alone with Reggie. And that was even worse than agreeing with Reggie. And along with that, she did greatly enjoy taking the moral high ground whenever it was convenient for her. Reggie, not to insinuate that you're selfish and insensitive or anything, but it's pretty selfish and insensitive to think of just leaving poor Rufus out here caged in this heat. Remember about ten minutes ago, I saved you from that lag? Okay, 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 let's not talk about that, okay? We'll save the pooch, alright, okay? That's better. Oh, th 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 thank you guys so, so much. You, you have n no idea how much it m m m means to m m m m m m m Shut up, Rufus! Jezebel's eyes flashed around the perimeter of Rufus's cage seeing rust and mold and scratches and bars all around. No clear weak points. Jezebel walked over to the other side of the cage where she saw a hinged door and a thick, heavy lock. A thick, heavy, unlocked lock. She gestured Reggie over and pointed at the lock. He giggled uncontrollably. Um, Rufus, have you looked behind you? Uh, uh, uh. I already s s said I can't see anything, just s s smell. Well, have you smelled behind you, Rufus? Rufus swiveled his nose body around and gave his surroundings a good whiff. It, 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 it's unlocked. Yup. Rufus hovered himself against the door but was unable to make it budge. He backed up then hovered at the door again more forcefully. With a subtle screech, it slightly popped open and the lock jerked up 45 degrees, nearly falling off the door. Rufus backed up and charged again. This time, the door swung open and the lock shot off and hit Reggie in the head, 
causing his eye with a bigger pupil to shrink and his eye with a smaller pupil to grow, so that his appearance for a moment was mirrored before returning to normal as he toppled to the floor in an unconscious heap. F-f-f-free! F-f-f-finally free How lovely to smell the world outside of a cage once again! Not to take away from your joy, but aren't you a dog? Haven't your humans put you in cages before? That 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 that's different. Sure it is. Jezebel and Rufus leaned over to inspect Reggie, who'd landed face first in a soupy puddle of mud. Air bubbles slowly percolated around his head. Jezebel snapped open her mouth and dug into the scruff of Reggie's neck and hoisted him up then spat him back out to roll over and lay beside the puddle on his back. Reg, get up and bathe yourself for God's sakes, your fur is disgusting. Reggie pulled himself up, wobbling like a bottom-weighted child's toy. Rufus hovered up to him. Not to show that I care about Reggie, but can you tell if he'll be okay, Rufus? I kind of care about him. From what I can smell, he's all right. Reggie spit a mess of mud and rocks all over Rufus. Woo, sorry about that, Ruffs. Shame about you being a giant floating nose unable to bathe and all that. Reggie and Jezebel bathed themselves. No, 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 no respect. No, no, nobody respects the giant floating nose. No, no, nobody. Rufus hovered for a second and swiveled his nose around like a sentry before hovering again twice as fast. Humans are coming. Let's get out of here! By the time Rufus had finished stuttering, Jezebel and Reggie had already scurried off. No, 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 no respect! The smell of a human foot sticking in nearby mud filled Rufus's nostrils. The nose is loose! The giant floating nose monster is loose! Don't make a smell! Rufus stealthily floated off towards the strong smell of Reggie. He could make out more than he really wanted to from Reggie's smells, including some rather startling ligris pheromones that Rufus couldn't completely decipher. Rufus could also smell that Jezebel was saying something contradictory to Reggie, either in the present or the extremely near future. They were moving so quickly now that Rufus could tell he wouldn't easily be able to keep up so he decided instead to search around the fairground himself to see what he could whiff. Lots of what he whiffed was foul. There were mules mewling about nearby in the stench of their feces. They had either just produced or were about to produce dominated Rufus's nostrils. He didn't altogether mind it. He was often known to sniff excrement. Through the pungency of the mule droppings, Rufus caught a whiff of something decidedly not foul. In fact, it was extremely enticing. The smells Rufus smelled were smells he wanted to smell all the time, and not just when the opportunity presented itself, as he felt about animal feces. No, this was not feces. This was love. Or a heavy puff of pheromones. Rufus still considered the smell of feces a kind of love, just in a much different way, more like a lifetime platonic friend, whereas these pheromones were Rufus's soulmate. Better, his smellmate. Rufus was terrified, 
but he had to find the source. Unfortunately, he could smell that whoever she was, she could move with all four of her legs, whereas he was a hovering nose. It wouldn't be easy to catch her. Then he smelled even stronger and confirmed she wasn't dating anyone. Rufus floated towards an enclosure where the scent was strong, passing humans that he realized Fluffy would have loved to human watch if they'd ever gotten their catnip. Rufus wished he had some catnip. That would help him not be as terrified of meeting the love smell of his life. Rufus then caught a whiff of Fluffy. His nostrils puckered in a wince. The asshole. Then he smelled Fluffy's asshole, and that was even worse. Rufus could smell that Fluffy was in some sort of trouble, something to do with tuna and with him being unbearably fat, though Rufus could also smell that Fluffy loved how fat he was. Not that he asked to smell that, but Fluffy's scent was leaving it hanging out there for everyone to smell. Rufus smelled that people were staring at him, and even exclaiming, or just about to exclaim, Oh God, how disgusting, a gigantic floating nose monster! I need to go vomit! If only I could just look at some mule shit instead, that would be much preferable to this. But on he floated, nostrils ever fixed on the millions of colors in that lovely, pheromonic smellity. Rufus floated up to a large enclosure of hippopotamuses, he could smell that these hippopotamuses were abnormal and that they had one gigantic eye and long pink fur. He hovered towards a nearby hippopotamus. Huh, huh, huh. Hey, have you s s smelled or seen anyone beautiful around here? Rufus smelled the hippopotamus smile and leap with glee. Oh, baby, do you want a hippopotamus for Christmas? N -n -n no. I'm s s s smelling for someone I was just j j just confirming they went this way. Well, I don't know why you'd ask me anyways, you fool. You're the one who smelled them. Do I look like a giant floating nose to you? N -n -n no, I c c can't see you. I d d don't have eyes. B -b but you don't smell like one either. Go on, get out of here. Also, why'd you interrupt me right before I finished? Like you'd already heard everything I had said slightly in the future. Ugh, weirdo. Rufus floated away. He could smell the hippopotamus about to sob, muttering to herself. Nobody ever wants a hippopotamus for Christmas. Rufus caught the lovely smell again and sped his hovering to as fast as it would go, which was breathtakingly slow. Rufus suddenly smelled that he had bumped into someone in the very near future, and then he felt it happen in the present. It was a giant floating ear monster by the smell of it, and a waxy one at that. Hey guy, watch where you're going. I c c c can't I'm a j j giant floating nose. Well then smell where you're going. But but why didn't you just just listen out for me? You uh uh ought to get a Q-tip. How would I do that? I'm a giant floating ear. They both cackled. Hey, you're all right. I'd hug you if I had arms. S -s -s same here, b -b buddy. <laughs> Hang in there. You too. Hey, smell this. Rufus smelled the giant floating ear morph into a stumpy magic gnome. And then the giant floating ear morphed into a stumpy magic gnome. All right, buddy, hands up. Oh, wait. Eh. 
Really though, don't try and float off. As you undoubtedly smell, I've got you surrounded. Rufus could indeed whiff that he was surrounded. By giant jet black long necked ducks, no less. But, 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 why? I th- th- thought you liked me. I will admit you're all right, nosy. But haven't you smelled this flyer they've been putting around everywhere since about 15 minutes ago? The gnome held up a poster to Rufus's nostrils. His smell was fuzzy since the ink had already come close to drying out, but he could make out that it was a wanted poster for a giant floating nose monster with a sizable reward of 12 gold-plated egg-laying chickens. Plated was written extremely small, but Rufus's nose was extremely large, and it was also his entire body, so he caught it. You, 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 no, 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 that the, the, the poster says gold plated, right? To t- 12 gold plated egg l- laying chickens? P plated. Are you shitting me? Rufus smelled the gnome squinting at the poster, then passing it around to his giant duck lackeys. One of them smelled like it quacked in anger and disappointment. Wow, look man, I'm sorry. I do like you. I'm just really strapped on cash. I know I turned into a gnome, but that's a spell I used so it'd be easy to catch ya. Really, I'm a giant floating ear and I needed the money to buy giant Q-tips. But if the eggs are gold-plated, then... No, what's the use? (laughs) Rufus felt bad for the gnome. He knew what it felt like to be unable to get some gunk out of your ears. He had to whine at his humans back home to do that for him when he was a chihuahua and not a giant floating nose. <laughs> hey man, did you, don't be down. Rufus did the best a giant floating nose could to console the giant floating ear turned gnome. Then he had an idea. Rufus smelled and smelled and then he smelled some more. He smelled so much that one of the giant duck's feathers popped into his nostril for a second. Then he kept smelling. Among all of the feces, and the humans, and the mud, and the sun, and even the surprisingly strong presence of lovely pheromones, Rufus eventually caught the smell of a mid-sized gossamer tree off in the distance. (laughs) Hey, I know where you can get something better than a (laughs) Q-tip. What? Smell. Er, er, Sorry, I meant, look over there. Where? You're not pointing anywhere, you're just a nose. Rufus considered this, then swiveled like a gigantic mucousy compass to point in the direction of the smell. Oh, there. You you mean the tree? No, 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 no. Naturally. Well, I'll be. The gnome turned to the ducks. You can break some of the smaller branches off for your ears. The, the, the... The ducks wanted to buy Q-tips, too? The gnome whispered. No, they don't speak English. It's just to ease my own conscience. I'm pretty sure they thought it was going to be 12 ducks, and each of them could marry one of them or something. The, 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 that's really messed up. Okay, well, really, I have no idea why they were helping me. I have no real way of communicating with them. I just made all that up. Wow, you're, you're, you're kind of a cook compulsive liar huh no i'm actually a nun i ran away from my convent and they cast a spell on me they turned me into a gigantic ear it, it it's gotten to the point where i uh, i assume you're l- l- lying 
Usually I'd s- smell your l- l- lies right away, but for s- s- some reason I c- c- can't. The gnome's voice suddenly changed. <clears throat> yeah, I get that. It's because I'm a witch. Oh, witch? Yeah, I can summon hamburgers at will, and I've been hired by Satan to do all his bidding. I'm a witch. And not a your friend Jezebel kind of witch. Like I'm an actual witch, with powers other than turning into a black cat. Though funny enough, my true form is a cat too. I have to turn back into a cat every Tuesday so that I can fight the aliens that are trying to take over the Nether dimension. Rufus couldn't smell much about this witch, cat, gnome, ear entity, and he didn't exactly like it. And then he realized. Something. Wait a second. The the that smell. What smell? Rufus smelled the witch turn into a gigantic pile of mule dung. <sighs> this smell. No 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 no. The the though I did do like that smell from t- t- time to time. There's this smell I've b- 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 been chasing after. A s- s- smell like no other. Oh, do tell. I'm not interested at all, and I hate the sound of your voice. Wait, seriously? You you hate the sound of my? You said it yourself. I'm a compulsive liar. That thing about being hired by Satan, completely true, and I violated my blood oath by telling you. You're welcome, nose man. You 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 you're full of shit. Well, I would hope so. That's what I transformed into, isn't it? You, you, you've got me there. But, but, but seriously, the, the, this smell I smelled—it smelled like lust. Oh, well, wow. Rufus was almost mad at himself. What he really smelled was much more than just lust, but he was terrified of smelling his own honesty. Rufus smelled the pile of shit transform into a cat, a plush, petite, gray Maine Coon. This is what I really look like. Well, either this or a giant salamander that breathes fire and survives off human flesh. You decide which one of those is the truth. You 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 so so smell even more beautiful in this form. So I've heard you say right now in this present moment, and from all of my eighty thousand other suitors, all of which are rich bobcats who live in Antarctica and catch polar bears for food in their spare time. You 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 know I'm n- n- not really a g- g- giant floating n- n- nose. I'm a cat too. Rufus almost couldn't believe what he smelled himself saying. Oh, are you now, you giant floating nose? You're not some disgusting mangy dog that would literally make me barf on sight and then banish you to the nether region realm, where everyone is sentient nether regions, and also you get eaten by crocodiles twenty-four-seven. Are you? No, no, no.、Uh, of course not. Did dogs suck? I ha- hate dogs. 
just like any cat would. Well, that's news. I would absolutely hate for you to be a dog, because then I would hate you and literally want to never speak to you again, ever for all eternity. Glad to hear it. You know, I can turn you into your true form if you want, being a witch and all. Just picture your true form in your mind, and I'll snap my paws and then we can get at it. I can't wait to see how much of a beautiful, strong cat you are. That's exactly what I've always wanted, and I've never been with any cats before. And I absolutely didn't hate being with any cats that I've never been with before. And I have no interest in being with anything other than a cat ever for the rest of my eternal, endless, boring life. Rufus almost let out a doggy whine at hearing this. He was starting to feel guilty about lying. Then again, how would she know he wasn't really a cat if he just pictured a cat and had her turn him into one? So he did his best to imagine a cat, but seeing as all he'd been doing is smelling cats for a while, he found his visual representation was a little off. He pictured a cat but without any of the fur, and even though that was a real kind of a cat, it wasn't the best look. But he stuck to it. Uh, 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 all right, I'm picturing it. Okay, sounds great. I'll go ahead and turn you into your cat form. I can't wait to see what a perfect, flawless cat you are. The witch cat turned Rufus into a big furless cat, with a neck twice as long as it ought to be, and eyes small as buttons. She snickered. Ha ha ha, you got me good. You can imagine your true form this time. I definitely don't find this form totally disgusting in every way or anything. Like almost as gross as how dogs smell to me. Huh. Rufus got nervous, but now he could see which was a huge development. His eyes took in everything that he had smelled from the witch cat when he was a giant floating nose, and his feelings of love, love, not lust, okay, maybe a little lust, grew stronger and stronger. He could also see exactly what a cat ought to look like. Then Rufus decided maybe he should amp the appeal up a little. Maybe he ought to go more towards lion instead of just cat. He figured he should be the same size, but yes, more lion, less cat for sure. He pictured a cat-sized lion. That was maybe a little too on the nose. On the nose. Rufus laughed to himself in his smelly mind. Rufus settled for a muscly light orange cat with some fluffy mane-esque fur around his neck. Uh, 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 alright, I'm good to go. In my real f- form this time. Sounds great. Just want to remind you I'll literally rip all your skin off and feed it to barracudas if you're not a cat because I'll be so disgusted. Uh, I got you. The witch cat transformed Rufus again and this time he was indeed a strapping, muscly, half-lion orange cat. A look of disappointment flashed over her face for a second, and then it switched to joy. You are even more 
lovely than I imagined you. I'm so glad you properly remembered and that you're not something terrible and awful and hateful like a dog or anything like that. Yup. Rufus felt like a piece of him died inside. But then the witch cat walked up to him and rubbed her face on his mane and many more pieces inside and outside of Rufus lived. That concludes our adventure for today. Thank you for taking this journey through the crepuscular light adjacency. Remember, listen closely, and you just might not learn anything at all. Hey everybody, it's Luke again. I'm glad you made it out of the crepuscular light adjacency. That place is pretty intense. If you really enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to it with so that you don't miss any of the juicy new episodes. And if you really, really, really liked this podcast and you feel inclined to donate more than the time you already have to it, please consider going to anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. If you're having trouble spelling crepuscular like I have, it's C-R-E-P-U-S-C-U-L-A-R. Anchor.fm slash crepuscular slash support. Check it out. All right. Thank you for that. One more thing. I would also like to consider submitting some shorter episodes, maybe 10, 15 minutes, uh, just every couple of weeks or something like that, based on prompts from people listening to this. So if you have just been listening to the crepuscular light adjacency and just start feeling really adjacent and really crepuscular and you just want to get into it, Send me a one to two sentence prompt and I'll see what I can get together. If, if you want to do that, send it to crepuscularlightadjacency at gmail.com. I'll have that typed in the podcast description. And yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for still being here. I really appreciate it. Talk to you again next episode. Stay crepuscular.